0: Welcome back to another edition, a holiday edition of Smart Driving Cars. Thank you for spending time with us. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan.
1: Hi, Fred. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. And for those celebrating it, Merry Christmas. At the top of the latest newsletter, in fact, you've got a comment. Uh, Even though we've had a very challenging year, we have much to be very thankful for. The glass, as you put it, is half full. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, um, and so on. Uh, Yes, um, um, at least personally, um, uh, things couldn't be better for me. So, uh, yes, the glass is half full.
0: And one of the things that has made that glass half full, I think, has been Waymo, uh, professionally speaking here, which is out with a a posting... (laughs) they're out with a posting okay. headlined waymo significantly outperforms comparable human benchmarks over 7 plus million miles of rider only driving
1: yes um, um that is a, a absolute good news and cheer and holiday present um i guess we've uh, at least we've reported on it for some time that in fact um uh, they have been uh, very successful on the safety end of of what they've implemented and uh, and uh, kudos to them and we congratulate them. Uh, they've certainly worked very hard uh, with safety as their absolutely primary uh objective and um, and also I think to be uh, to be open and transparent forthright uh, certainly as uh, as best as they possibly can. And so um, that that is, and in fact, uh, have delivered um, uh, as they're calling it rider-only, uh, what we call driverless and truly driverless mobility <clears throat> um, out there um, day in and day out. So uh, yes, uh, that is very accomplished, and uh, and, seen and accomplished without uh, smoke and mirrors, and accomplished uh, with what anybody can 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 now uh, feel comfortable uh, very safely. You
0: know, and they quote uh, David Zuby in, in the report, the chief research officer of the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, saying the reports represent a good faith effort by Waymo to evaluate how the safety of its autonomous driving system compares with the safety of human driving. And uh, Waymo was on to say the results are encouraging and represent one step in our, or he says, uh, one step in our evolving understanding of autonomous driving safety.
1: And coming from David, uh, that we, uh, of course, hold an enormous amount of respect for it, IIHS, who's been uh, testing uh, also these uh, automated systems uh, and uh, driver assistance systems for, for some time. And that is a, uh, a, a very significant uh, statement by David. So, uh, uh Kudos to to Waymo for
0: that. And Waymo is saying that the Waymo driver demonstrated an 85% reduction or 6.8 times lower crash rate involving any injury from minor to severe and fatal cases, 0.41 incidents per million miles for the Waymo driver versus 2.78 for the human benchmark. That sounds pretty impressive.
1: That sounds impressive, and it's built on on uh, a strong uh, uh, quantitative uh, set of, of data uh, that they've been collecting, and and it was a somewhat of a, a challenge for them to be able to come up with those uh, those uh, quantitative measures simply because. Uh, what they're comparing themselves to, uh, on the, um, on the, uh, uh, as I like to say, drive ourselves uh, or give ourselves a ride side, is a set of data about the safety of that system. That is, um, oh my goodness, you you look at the quality of the, those data compared to the quality of data that uh, that um, uh, Waymo has been collecting for itself. Um, It's almost like night and day. Um, The the data from Waymo is essentially pristine, uh, simply because they sit and monitor absolutely every movement uh, and uh, know essentially, um, uh, precisely uh, what has happened to each vehicle, each car, uh, giving each ride that it's given of the whatever it is, 700,000 rides or whatever the number is that they've given. Uh, Whereas when you're comparing it to uh, how well we give ourselves a ride uh, by driving our cars, uh, my goodness, uh, those data have have many uh, holes and caveats in them simply because uh, um, the system isn't sitting there uh, uh, gathering data on what is actually happening uh, to each one of us as we drive. Um, uh, if, they, if the incident happens to be uh, substantial enough, there is a police report that's prepared of, uh, you know, of at least uh, some uh, authenticity, um, mm-hmm. but so much goes unrecorded, unreported. Uh, that, of course, uh, to put that then in comparison with something in which absolutely everything is reported and recorded. Um, uh, or I should say recorded and, for the most part, reported, made available, um, ends up being a real challenge. Um, but uh, they they did some uh, very um, uh, substantive work in in doing that, uh, making it so it's a, sort of an apples to apples comparison, and have come up with uh, with uh, those uh, safety measures.
0: And we're looking forward to seeing this uh, operating in. In more markets, proof of market, as we've said
1: before. Right. So uh, as we've said, this is a proof of technology. Uh, and a proof of technology is one that it works. It's able to give rides and and give rides uh, in a rider-only uh, way, which we claim or we've been stating is the only way to be able to give rides. Uh, at least the types of rides that they're giving, uh, uh, an opportunity to do that affordably. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit more about that concept. Uh, But then again, uh, in terms of of really uh, doing even more to show uh, that it is safe, I guess, uh, you know, I've thrown out there the proposal that that maybe the the other comparison they should make in terms of their own uh, safety and performance level in giving rides, uh, there it does exist. I believe a data set of um, of uh, that is almost maybe as pristine as um, as uh, Waymo's data set uh, on uh, associated with at least one kind of vehicle that is out there. Um, uh, allowing individuals to give themselves rides, uh, and that is, of course, the data that's associated with that Tesla has uh, for what the, has been the experience of Tesla vehicles. In, in instead of giving rides uh, to individuals through automation, allowing vehicles to be driven and people to give themselves rides. And and uh, the the intensity and and the depth and and the uh, uh, the expanse of the data collection efforts of Tesla, which I believe exists, uh, if that were made available and used in a comparison uh, with with the uh, Waymo data, it would be two data sets that have a much closer um, uh, agreement in terms of its it's, um, its intensity, it's, its detail, its substance uh, without all the caveats of the existing data that, the, that Tesla used to, to make uh, the comparison that they've reported on recently. And we could see the extent to which uh, Waymo is, uh, is comparable, better uh, than in giving rides then the uh, the Tesla data would report uh, um, is safe. Uh, people have been safe in terms of giving themselves rides. Uh, of course, Tesla has made claims of the data that they processed internally, saying that they are that the people that drive Teslas are because of the advanced driver assistance systems on Teslas. Um, uh, End up being uh, substantially safer than the than the general population uh, uh, you know, giving themselves ride. The same data that that, that Waymo compares itself to, uh, but then it, <laughs> uh, but they've had to make the same caveats and the same um, uh, assumptions and modifications on the existing data to be able to carry out the the comparison uh, as Waymo has done. Well, but if you then took those two data sets, the Waymo data set and the, uh, and the Tesla data set, they wouldn't, neither, neither of them would need that, those, those modifications to be able to then do that comparison of those two. And, um, and so um, one would then see, um, my goodness, um, are these both great ways? Uh, to improve mobility, on the one hand, uh, Tesla is improving the safety of mobility of people who are giving themselves rides, and Waymo the safety of mobility of of a system that is out there giving rides to people. Two different processes of ending up people getting from A to B: one giving themselves rides, and the other one getting rides. Uh, so it'd just be interesting. Um, I Threw it out there just for discussion's sake. I'm sure you know people will, you know, Tesla will probably say, "Hell no, Waymo, you've got to be crazy." But I'm just uh, suggesting. I mean, <clears throat> as we've done so many times, uh, um, when it comes to safety of these mobility systems, whether they're mobility systems that help us give our uh, help us give ourselves rides better and safer, or it's systems that give us a ride safer or better. Um, The folks working on those systems uh, should be able to come together and collaborate on safety, work together on safety. Uh, What Waymo has learned in giving rides uh, should be available to Tesla and GM and everybody else uh, as to how they can improve the, the cars in the advanced driver assistance systems that that they are trying to put in cars so that people can give themselves better, safer rides. And also whatever GM, Tesla and all the rest of the auto industry is learning about advanced driver assistance systems, uh, better enabling people to give themselves rides, better safer enablement of giving themselves rides, should of course be available to to Waymo and Cruz and Zoox and everybody else who's trying to do um, um, uh, build systems that give rides and do that safer. Both of those communities should all come together uh, with the objective of
0: improving safety. Very, very worthwhile idea <laughs>
1: But, yeah it would seem like it would seem like you know we're not the but goody two-shoes on this one at christmas giving everybody you know christmas presents on this it is amazing how you
0: know uh, well, we do know i mean in the airline industry obviously when something is wrong with a an aircraft it, you know every, everybody joins in and trying to and, solve the problem and,
1: and fixes it right and and says oh thank you for for letting us learn what we didn't know. Now we're going to fix it. And it, it's with it's with the Europeans as well as with the, with the Boeing's and the US uh, uh, aircraft manufacturers. It has to be that way with respect to safety. It has to be that way. Otherwise, otherwise we have the mess that we have, but it's half full.
0: <laughs> half full. Um... Another interesting uh, business belonging to Elon Musk is SpaceX, and the valuation has climbed to one hundred eighty billion dollars, according to CNBC's reporting on it, uh, based on an ongoing secondary share sale.
1: Yeah, I guess I, you know, one wonders whether or not a secondary share st- sale really establishes, a, you know, a proper value, but it seems as if. Um, that's what pe- people who ha- get access to secondary shares uh, seem to be wanting to, to pay for those things. And I must admit, I, I bought a few of those. So, you know, I guess that's what I think it's worth. So, whatever. I was happy to also, even though, I guess, talk about something that um, really had no value because uh, it's or is certainly not liquid, um, whatever.
0: But it's exciting, but and what it's the, what, exciting, what, what, and what they're doing. We know you've been down there for the launches, and
1: uh, and I'm going to go to the next on. one too, and and uh, if if
0: uh, if I
1: can, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems to me they're doing some really good things.
0: The Verge, uh, Andrew Hawkins reports on how May Mobility went fully driverless while avoiding the pitfalls of robo taxis. And we've been uh, pretty familiar with uh, May Mobility. Yeah, we're participating we're, we're, in the conferences.
1: Yes, and we're we're, we're thrilled. And in fact, you know, to have someone else out there besides Waymo and Cruz out there really doing uh, rider-only, driverless mobility without a bunch of smoke and mirrors, um, uh, it, it, it's absolutely great. And and um, and within their operational design domain. Again, a car that I buy in a showroom while the commercials on TV might suggest I can drive it down even uh, um, riverbeds and and great walls. uh, I really can't. I can't drive it everywhere and I shouldn't And even though I can back it up at the edge of a cliff that looks like, oh my goodness, what the hell am I doing there in some of these commercials? Um, um, they are um, they are pretty darn good within their operational design domain. And again, uh, these systems that offer rides to people um, as overseen by an uh, an operational design domain and constrained within that operational design domain, uh, these are the places you come from and to. When um, uh, that's really uh, it's really the, uh, the, the place in which they need to be able to prove that they can do it. And if those places are sufficiently uh, expansive such that um, enough people want to come from and go to in those places that they can, they can actually um, uh, decide to use that means to get between those places as opposed to the host of other means that they have, then all of a sudden they win in the marketplace. Winning in the marketplace, um, as we've said, is sort of fundamental to this ride-only aspect. And the way you want to win in that marketplace is you want to win with scale uh, because the opportunity to be able to do it uh, rider-only in there is one in which, um, at scale, the opportunity to do it affordably uh, then then appears uh, as with scale. And with higher scale, it's even more affordable. So that dynamic, that fundamental dynamic, as you be- get bigger, you get cheaper, which allows you to get bigger if you, you believe anything about the microeconomics, then all of a sudden, boom, it, it goes by itself and becomes a substantial business and to me, the delivering of mobility to individual improves quality of life, and if it improves quality of life, it improves it improves society. So all of a sudden, you get to be able to do that more affordably and build a, a, a sustainable business and help society. I mean, you know, how many good things do you want to have happen to you? Um, that's win 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 all around. and um, and that's what this industry needs to. Get to, But to be able to begin to unlock that, first of all, you've got to achieve the safety piece. And once you can achieve the safety piece, then do that in the oper- in appropriate operational design domain in which there are customers and customers that want customers that will appreciate the fact that you can do this affordably. Because uh, if you then provide the high quality of ser- service affordably, then those folks might say, hey, I want to I want to consume that. Uh, that is my first choice in using on um, how I get from A to B. But if you ended up being an also ran, and the choice process of going from A to B guess what nobody chooses you. <laughs> you don't have you don't sell any lemonade at your at your lemonade stand. Huh? How long is that gonna last? Uh, Washington's not gonna come in in there and bail you out. You know the state capital is not gonna come in and bail you out um so you know that's the business that's the business
0: case part of the story uh, was that uh, they've been pretty successful in in attracting investors in this difficult market
1: yeah and and i and again uh yes i guess you need the investors to get started okay but at some point you need customers to keep going and guess what the investors are going to (laughs) want They're going to want the customers. And and so, you know, in the end, the important thing is to find the customers at scale who want what you're selling and appreciate it. And to do that, you better have high-quality service and, you know, affordable. (laughs) Because how many people are willing to pay who knows what? I mean, sure, there are a couple, but...
0: You should write a book about that, (laughs) Alan.
1: It's coming, maybe. It's coming soon. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Does it take a book? I mean, you know, I mean, when you really look at it, you know, some of the fundamentals, I guess. Uh, we're we're some of us were were getting together to talk about possibly responding to a, a federal request for proposal for mobility for rural communities you know and uh, you know throughout the idea that uh, what we we should just title our 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 effort You know, title, uh, put an equation in the title. Oh, my goodness, that would be good coming from academics, an equation (laughs) in the title. Ooh, I mean, everybody has to pay attention to that. Maybe even the National Science Foundation would take advantage of, ooh, if we had an equation. The equation equation is, is affordable housing plus affordable mobility equals affordable living. Whoa, what a concept. I mean, if we look at New Jersey, a lot of New Jersey is really rural. There are a lot of small communities, especially trailer parks in rural New Jersey. Why are those trailer parks in rural New Jersey? Why? It's the cheapest land in New Jersey. It's the most affordable places that you can live in New Jersey. The only problem is, why they affordable? Because they're in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing nearby. Land value is approaches zero. So what do you need to be able to live in that affordable community? you got to have a car. Because New Jersey Transit, the statewide mobility uh, entity, I mean, where it has service that's of quality, the value of the land is really high. And it's tough to do affordable housing in those areas. But if you had one of these systems, it just has a computer that tells it what to do. And it just sits there all day long saying, computer, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. I'll go do it, I'll go do it, no problem, no problem and go provide mobility to those folks. Woo. And you do that even in rural communities, there's enough scale to be able to do that simply because the system is so responsive to instruction. And in fact, has essentially no variable cost. Why? Because you know, the computers are front of the fixed investment, just like the wheels. You can do that, then it's scale affordably. Affordable housing plus affordable mobility equals. I mean,
0: I can only think of one other professor with such a, such a (laughs) well-known equation. There was one other professor at Princeton. His name slips my mind who had a, started with e something but anyway oh, i guess you know, e
1: equals m i don't have a square in this one i just have a plus <laughs> sign i don't need have multiplications whatever actually he was at the institute for advanced study and only spent a little bit of time at princeton but we certainly adopt them yes
0: absolutely <laughs> so on the uh half glass half full side of the uh, newsletter we've got uh We've got Hyperloop One <laughs> shutting down after about 10 years.
1: It's a great idea. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, we, we have to go back to the 1880s or whatever in New York. And, you know, others had a great idea to do the same form of mobility. And and others have also had great idea that, I mean, you know, in a tube with a, with a Thing in the tube that has little friction. If you put just a little pressure on, on one end, it's relative to the pressure on the other end. That force just applies over that area for all that, and thing ends up really moving. Oh barrel of a gun oh my goodness that's where all that stuff comes from
0: yeah but we've all we've all used it in uh you know making a deposit at the bank right well yeah and and you know that that
1: used to provide mobility of of of, of documents for transactions in 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 uh in macy's on right. <laughs> on on, on uh, uh in in midtown manhattan or 30s Third Street, wherever Macy's is, and um, yeah, to get things from, let's say, the cash register to the back office, and all sorts of, and and we have drive up. We still have drive up windows or right. things at banks that still do that, right? You know, it's, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> uh, again, you know, if you have a point to point, maybe if you have to do a network. And then if you look at the cost of the tubes and so on, and if we—if there is, is a constant about if efficient mobility system is that you look at them that, that fundamentally requires a way, something that supports them, and then a vehicle, something that you, you or goods get in, those two things. And it's essentially every one of them that exists Uh, What exists is is that the way ends up being extremely inexpensive and low technology. And the vehicle ends up itself being the expensive element with a lot of technology packed into it. And so, you know, you look at a car and it runs on a road even just a desert road or even just a Roman road or whatever. And as the commercials would like to suggest, almost anywhere, okay? But the vehicle itself is chock full of stuff like wheels and suspension systems and motors and steering things and lights and flashing and information and all that stuff. You look at the airplane. Whew. I mean, <laughs> Bernoulli's law, it's a good thing, man. You, know, you get the wind to go faster over, over a wing than under the wing, guess what? As uh, as the Wright brothers showed us 120 years ago, on <laughs> Kitty Hawk, Who? we can do this. Or a boat with water. Oh, my goodness, you know or a railroad choo-choo with two pieces of metal and some wooden ties between them and some gravel underneath for drainage, compared to what goes into a steam locomotive or a diesel locomotive or So, you know, the constant of, of, the fundamental constant of mobility is that the way is inexpensive and the vehicle is, uh, that's where you put your blood, sweat, and tears. And, of course, that's the biggest opportunity of, of ride-only or driverless vehicles. You know, the, the opportunity that became obvious with the DARPA challenges was you don't have to build a bunch of guideways and so on to uh, to do safety you just need to put an enormous amount of intelligence in a vehicle and let it run around the streets and so on that we've already built and basically ask nothing of New Jersey DOT federal DOT or any other DOT except for what a normal driver would want some paint so they can see where in heck the, the the lanes are some signs that you know we can read as individuals and you know somewhat of a smooth service the surface uh, so that we're not jostled. That already exists out there in, what, seven million lane miles, who knows what the heck exists out there in terms of roads at the operational design domain where cars can operate. And there's no reason why, if you put by sufficient intelligence in the vehicle, as Waymo is showing, demonstrating very well, at least within a subset of uh, of, of such a, such a system, does very well. Thank you.
0: Besides Hyperloop, Alan, also down the tubes, uh, Bird, the electric, the electric scooter company, they filed for bankruptcy. I don't know that they're completely down the tubes, but they filed for bankruptcy. The Verge says shared micro, micro mobility though is is still doing fine with other rideshare scooters and and e bike companies out there. You see them all over yeah. the place.
1: Yeah, you know, I guess we see them all over the place. Um, you know, I was walking around the UCLA campus, um, you know, a couple of days ago in, in the neighborhood there, their uh, surrounding neighborhood, and there are a bunch of these things parked at every corner. Um, I guess it was sort of the morning of, uh, I guess, uh, most classes are not in operation, although we did have some meetings there. Um, you know, they, they were seem to be parked. Uh, didn't see too many people riding them. So I guess, you know, for short trips for young people, they're really great. I, 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 though I, I am very pleased that Princeton University um, uh, come the uh, the new year is, um, is basically forbidding them on campus uh, during the day, which is, you know, um, kids should be walking. I mean, it's really interesting at Princeton, uh, without taking any data, the observation might be that it seems to be that it's the student athletes that that are that use these the most um, on campus. And you, you wonder, uh, you know, they're taking these things to the gym to go pump iron and, and become stronger athletes. Uh, and you wonder why in hell they aren't running to the gym as opposed to scootering to the gym. Uh, and um, and maybe they wouldn't have to pump as much iron uh, to become even better athletes and easily beat Yale, Harvard, and uh, all the rest of the NCAAs. Never mind. Um, <laughs> just an observation.
0: The San Francisco Standard had a report on the hundreds of millions spent in the city to end traffic deaths, a Vision Zero initiative. But... Traffic fatalities on the city streets remain pretty much unchanged, according to the report, from a decade ago. And you had an interesting remark or two. Yeah, it's kind of a
1: shame. And what do they do? Uh, Run crews out of town and... And I guess, I don't know where Waymo stands, whether or not they're running Waymo out of town, but here that you have these two entities that are trying to provide mobility I mean, at least one would hope they're trying to provide mobility to improve quality of life of San Franciscans and certainly to do it safer, uh, yet they're being run out of town. I mean, uh, whatever.
0: And uh, from the New York Times, you include uh, the best Metropolitan diary of 2023 according to readers a very clever <laughs> humorous humorous submission
1: uh, yeah I just I just thought uh you know we'd throw that one out there in terms of the of the um <laughs> the basic intelligence of a, uh, I of a um uh, I guess uh, coffee shop owner in in the Wall Street area, <laughs> you know, uh, when being asked, uh, hey, you have all these uh, Wall Street folks in there coming in for, for bagels and coffee and so on. Do you ever get any investment tips from them? <laughs> and basically his response was, well, as I watch each of them uh, uh try madly to uh push their way into uh the front door of this establishment where there's a big sign that says pull um suggests to me that maybe these folks aren't really folks that i want to get any investment advice from so (laughs) if you can't even read the sign um (laughs) never mind
0: well, we want to remind everybody again that uh, the new book is coming out soon. We don't have a precise date for you yet. The Real Case for Driverless Mobility, written by Alan and Michael Senna. We're really looking yeah. forward to it.
1: Yeah. And again, it's it's focused on, uh, on uh, really uh, doing a proof of market of this technology and really uh, Trying to have folks realize uh, what its fundamental opportunities are to uh, to uh, in, improve society and uh, and be accepted in the marketplace. It, it when one talks to transportation professionals, uh, especially in the in the uh, in the areas of of where people are being given rides rather than getting rides and for getting themselves a ride. Um, we're so entrenched in this uh, philosophy that somehow it has to be subsidized and it has to be supported by the public and it can't possibly make it in the marketplace. Um, uh, that's that's the unfortunate um, uh, burden of conventional systems and, and at least uh, from uh, the perspective of uh, Michael and my perspective. um, This is completely different simply because it has the opportunity to be really affordable and given enormously uh, uh, high quality rides, um, largely anytime, largely any place. Or in a big enough operational design domain that's spanned by time and space that's that's big enough to attract enough customers who fundamentally get value and, and it being offered at such an affordable price that they're more than willing to pay, which is what our whole society is built on. So anyway, that's what we have.
0: Looking forward to it. Well, you can find us at smartdrivingcar.com on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you turn to for podcasts. My tech reports are at com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Merry Christmas. Please continue to stay safe.
1: Thank you, and Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, Fred and I will wrap up the year with some uh, end-of-the-year <laughs> Uh, look back and look forward to, uh, uh, session uh, next week.